Well, hello and welcome to the McLovin Show. Today, uh, we are super excited to have our good buddy here, Jeff Erdley. And Calvin, would you mind introducing us to this wonderful specimen of a man we've got in front of us? It would be my greatest pleasure. Right here, we have Jeff Erdley, a.k.a. Erdbird, is his gamer tag. <laughs> and so he's my roommate. We've been roommates for a few months now, just at the start of the semester. And he was born in Ogden, but then shortly after moved to St. George, he's a computer science major at BYU, which is something that we both have in common, which is really nice. We really bond over that. I remember <laughs> one of the first experiences we had, I was building my first computer, and Jeff helped me immensely uh, with doing that. I had a lot of questions, and I would always go to Jeff, like, Jeff, how the heck do you do this? He continues and, to do so. And, yeah, he <laughs> continues to help me with my homework as well. God bless the man. <laughs> well, I just, I just love Calvin here. You know, I would do anything for this guy. <laughs> He's been such a good roommate to me. I was really nervous about that coming off the mission, you know, and I was worried about not having a very cool roommate, but Calvin's like the coolest CS major there is. <laughs> he can dunk, guys. <laughs> well, I guess CS majors don't really set a high bar for relatability. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? we got to give ourselves some credit here. Like, we're not that nerdy. As an outside perspective, I I could say that there's a lot of opinions, and you guys <laughs> have changed both of the of the stereotypes that I've heard. And so, yeah, you guys yeah. are both. I can definitely hang out with you guys and blend right in with y'all. There are some other people, <clears throat> my entire ward, that I cannot <laughs> I cannot do so with. So. Um, I love my ward and I love every single one of those guys, but just stuff that I don't understand. It's way out of my realm, and uh, I can't even set up my Wi-Fi without their help. So uh, I'm thankful for you guys. Someone has to learn how to do the computer stuff, and I'm just glad there's a couple people here in front of me that I can relate to uh, yeah. while they do that. That's right. That's right, baby. And um, also, Jeff, he has a minor in math as well with an emphasis in speaking to women, yes. as we talked about. Hot dang. Yeah, I'm I know, for real. And Adolf Rizzler. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Now, Jeff, uh, he has some amazing stories when he always comes back after a date, and uh, we just get to be able to share those together. And uh, <laughs> so that's pretty funny. And so, yeah, so today, yes, we have the pleasure of speaking to Jeff. And so, Jeff, uh, tell the audience what makes you unique. You know, what makes Jeff tick? You know, what's something that you're really passionate about, do you feel like? <clears throat> So I think, first of all, the first thing I'm really passionate about, it's got to be the McLovin show. Oh, you know. man. <laughs> this, is a, this is epic. This <laughs> is what I want to hear. You don't need to butter us up, Jeff. Come on now. I've been watching this show since day one. Oh, man. And I, I just got to say, I am the first financial supporter of That's the McLovin That's facts, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. He has a lot invested in the show, you guys. Yeah. If He has some skin in the game. And if you guys also want skin in the game, we will not turn you down. That's they, right. They do have a Venmo. I'm very, very familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, we, we made a promise. $5 equals an episode. Well, actually, I think the bar has been raised. <laughs> well, I squeaked in. Um, and so a little bit about me. Like you, like you said, I have a minor in mathematics, or at least I'm really close to it. Uh, I, I'm pretty passionate about math, which not very many people are. Uh, my mom, she's a math teacher. And she put me... Sunny. Sunny. Yep, that's Sunny. Uh, she got she got a hippie name. Her name's Sunny Erdley. I love her to death. Her favorite color's yellow. Uh, <laughs> she loves math, and she put me in an accelerated course in high school, which was had its uh, benefits and its you know 
downsides. Yeah, had some downsides. Social life. That's kind of why it turned out like this. So awesome. <laughs> so awesome. But, yeah. put, put your children in advanced math courses, you guys. <laughs> Set them up for success in college. Just know that they'll build up all of the riz and explode in college. They'll build it up all during high school. Just and blossom into a wonderful red rose. A, <laughs> a red-headed rose. Yes. <laughs> um, what math did she teach? So she teaches high school math, and she is not your typical math teacher. She's okay. one of those teachers that you remember. You know, okay, and she changes lives. Okay? Really, yeah. She, <laughs> I just got She changed your life. She, <laughs> these little biased comments. Yeah. <laughs> these are a little biased, but I just got to say, she's in the running for math teacher of the year in the state of Utah. This Actually, year. so maybe that's not biased. It's not biased. If you guys are voting, uh, her name's Sunny Erdley. Team Sunny. <laughs> Team Sunny. All the way. Go give her a nice vote. I don't know how the voting works, but <laughs> so that's my good. other passion. Definitely ties in really closely. That's computers. Yeah. I love computers. My dad's a computer science guy, and so I'm a computer science guy. Let's go. <laughs> I've got a pretty – I think I've got a pretty good story about how I got into computers if you guys are – Go for it. Willing to hear it. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So I grew up as a gamer, right? This is for all you gamers out there. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, this episode will be tailored a little bit towards gamers. Towards the gamers. That's, that's my specialty. Uh, and I grew up, you know, playing, I had a Wii, I had an Xbox. One year for Christmas, my dad got me a game. He got me Portal 2. Have either of you guys played it? I've only, I only know references, and I had friends who played it. I've dabbled. You've dabbled. (laughs) It's incredible. First person, uh, puzzle game with a good story, good humor, and it's got co-op. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can play with two people. You can play with two people. Dang. I could never find a second person to play with those. (laughs) I would just use two Xbox controllers. Um, The the accelerated math course, man. Yeah, they kind of leave you alone. One one of the downsides. (laughs) And so I loved the game so much. Instantly became one of my favorite games of all time. Up there with Mario Galaxy, you know, Minecraft. Those types of games. Don't even get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me and Calvin have a Minecraft world. We haven't paid much attention to it lately, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. We should get back on it. Yeah, we, we should. <laughs> okay, so my dad, he got me Portal 2 for Christmas, and I wanted to play the first game, you know, and I wanted to know what it was all about, the story, the background, and everything. And so my dad, he told me that if I did some chore, he would get it for me. But it wasn't on the Xbox, at least not that, I, that we could find, so he got it for me on my mom's laptop. Mm. (laughs) He made me a Steam account, and (laughs) that's when it all really started for me. That's when I became a real gamer. His first Steam account. (laughs) And as he was getting me Portal 1 on Steam, he saw another game, Half-Life. He's like, I played that game before. You might like it. I'll get it for you. He got me Half-Life 2, and I spent way more time in Half-Life 2 than I did in Portal 1. And eventually, my dad came home with a computer one day. It was really old really janky. Uh, but my dad, he was also in crypto mining at the time. It's pretty nerdy. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that about your dad. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. He hopped on that quick. Um, he pitched it to my sister and my mom and they were sold. And so we bought 24 GPUs. Uh, that's graphics processing units. Okay. They're really good at mining cryptocurrency. Interesting. And so he had an extra one that I could have. Okay. And it's a GPU that makes a gaming PC a gaming PC. So I needed that. What GPU was that? It was a GTX 1070. 1070? Shoot. What year was that? So this was like... Like this, when did he buy it for you? 
this would have been 2016, 2017. At the time, this was the step below the flagship card. So it was like expensive, $500 card, not bad. I still have it to this day, actually. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, in, in the computer that you're running right now? In my current computer. Yep. It still holds up, ladies and gentlemen. It they, did really well. It really does. It can play Minecraft and Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as a 3070 Ti. But, no, no, yeah, no. not as good. Well, I'm not rich like Calvin. You had, <laughs> you had me at Minecraft. You were saying letters and numbers I didn't know go next to each other normal. So um, this the graphics card, as far mm-hmm. as I understand, helps, like... If you have a better graf- graphics card, means you can play better games that take more energy from the computer or something like that, right? Yeah. Pay to win. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, Minecraft probably has to have a pretty big graphics card because it has such an expansive world. It's auto-creating, self-generated, right? So and it takes a lot of... Yeah. The Minecraft has a really big world, but it's actually a lot more on the... Uh, central processor. That's okay. the that's the brain of the computer. Okay. A graphics processor is kind of like a second computer in a computer. Okay. And regular computers are really good at calculating whole numbers, but they suck at floating point numbers or decimals. So Okay. So it's random stuff. Oh, so floating point. That's in the CS:GO, the second CS:GO, I heard that they're getting rid of of flow points that they're they're being more accurate. Is that is that what that is? So those are ticks. That's a okay. <laughs> oh dang it! No, Different concepts. But don't go down the rabbit hole. Yet. Really <laughs> good try. No, good good thought, McKay. Though yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're paying attention to these. Thank things. you. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I tried to prep for this episode. <laughs> that that is recent news, though. I mean, CS:GO has completely revamped their game, and a lot of exciting stuff is to be rolled out to us common folk here in the next coming weeks. Or a little bit different common folk. I I, I don't know if I can. Jump into the common folk if that's the if that's the criteria. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now CSGO it's is a relative term. Yeah. It's, it's very friendly to beginners. Lots well, of hackers, lots of paid, <laughs> you know, skins. Yeah. I had a CSGO uh, chest opening app in middle school. Oh <laughs> and I remember I got butterfly knives once. And what? Uh, like actual ones? Or is this like fake? It's just a it's just an app from CSGO, so it wasn't for the game or anything. But it was like the rarities were the same thing. Okay, but you don't spend actual money on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, it shows how much they're worth just so you know. So I was like opening that up. It's like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. It's like, huh, interesting. <laughs> and then uh, actually like a month ago or two months ago, I have a good friend of mine, Josh Gary. Shout out to him. Uh, he's the one that kind of got me into video games, like a little bit more like first-person shooter and um, like FIFA. I'm a big FIFA guy. FIFA. And... Um, uh, he he bought me CS:GO like two or three months ago. Really? Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, he he gave me an old gaming mouse that he has. I'm actually gonna pick it up this Chris, this uh, this weekend. Nice. Um, so I can start gaming. McKay, uh, yes. we gotta play. I'm getting ready. I <laughs> I, I, I bet we start this uh, this next uh, semester, the spring semester. New Minecraft world. Yeah. New CS:GO grinding. Yeah. New McKay. New semester. New mouse. <laughs> After this podcast, you might just sway me into another game. We'll find out. <laughs> but, no, yeah, that's it, this whole thing, it's just another realm. And I, I, I think video games get bagged on pretty heavy, but I think they're pretty cool. I think they're really good yeah. in a lot of good ways. Yeah, what ways do you feel like video games can help? Or like, what are some of the benefits of being able to play? From, from my perspective? From your perspective, Michaela. Okay. Let's hear it. From an, 
a very novice perspective as far as video games go. Um, there's not one single thing that has caused me to rant more than video games, <laughs> particularly FIFA Online. Requires a lot of emotional control. Yeah, yes. uh, I bit a controller once. Like that is the most you wild. Bit? A bit. There's a tooth mark in one of our controllers. <laughs> what kind of controller was it? An Xbox One controller. Wow. wow, that's a. Those things are sturdy, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah let me tell you. Uh, my my buddy and I have gone through Xbox controllers. Um, luckily, they were his. Uh, and I was able to control myself a lot better back then. But anyway, um, my thoughts on video games. I think they're good because um, it's it's an it's another way to hang out with your friends and mm-hmm. socialize, right? And I think a lo- I I always was an Xbox person. Um, I'm sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, my Xbox is cool. Better <laughs> than PlayStation. I would whoa, rather, whoa, whoa, I'd, whoa. I'd rather have... Well, let's stay on track here. We can get to that. <laughs> um, but I just... Um, the integration with, like... Outlook, um, Hotmail, all that stuff. I had a Hotmail email. And so um, I just had that. And then once I started socializing with people on Xbox with my cousins, and then my friend group started playing. Um, and then it got to, like, my basketball team. Uh, we would do, like, post-game night. We would play Madden together or whatever. And it was, like, it was kind of fun because it was, like, another level of a friendship. There yeah. are some things that have been said on online gaming platforms that I would never say in person. <laughs> or to uh, another human being. Yeah, yeah. There's alter ego McKay. <laughs> but overall, I think it's, I think video games, like all things in moderation, are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think people can overdo a physical activity um, yeah. if it consumes their lives. And in the same way, I think if video games consumes your life, that could also be negative. But as someone who doesn't play them very often, I still think they're awesome. I, I agree. I would agree. I have a couple of thoughts to add to that. Now, I do not condone video game addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I agree no. with you, McKay. I feel like the McLovin Show as a whole, we do not support that. Yes, Pandemic I, <laughs> was full of that for me. Uh, <laughs> grinded Call of Duty and FIFA like no one's business. Oh, but yeah. anyway. Well, what you going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it happens. It happens. <laughs> when you can't see your friends in person, might as well see them online. Yeah. 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 It's a way, it's a, another way to connect. Yeah. And especially like the period that we're at in our lives, going to college, yeah. I have a lot of friends that I don't see very often these days, right. but I can still interact with them in a meaningful way through video games. Uh-huh. And I'll say for me, the biggest impact it's had in my life is it's set my career uh, path. Right. Right. I would not be going into computer science if it weren't for video games. It's not, it's that simple. Ladies <laughs> We need programmers, right? Yeah. <laughs> someone's got to make the video game. Well, yeah. AI is going to take your jobs. Someone's got to be able to develop the GPU in order to <laughs> run the games at an effective pace. Yeah, I could never be that man. Yeah. That stuff's way too complicated. <laughs> uh, but I just remember there's a sister on my mission, and she hated everything to do with video games. Like oh, She man. thought they were completely pointless. Of the devil. Yeah, of the devil. Same with golfing, interestingly enough. But oh, interesting. She just didn't want... Well, anyways. <laughs> Enough about that. She must have been off a rocker. Hopefully she's not listening right now. Shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> anyways, I do think that video games have a place in our society. I do think that kids, especially, can get addicted to them pretty easily. Yeah. For me, that was not really a concern. I know some kids who it was. Yeah. So parents should be pretty involved with their kids in everything. Right, not just video games. Right. And so I think it's mostly a positive thing. Right? Yeah. 
I think it's just it has it gets put in such a negative light because our parents did not have the time or ability to play video games like we do. Yeah. And so they see them as something foreign or unhealthy, and that's kind of the the stigma right now. But I think in ten years, once the first generation of kids who grinded Wii Sports Resort, Mario oh, yeah. Kart, and things like that, they're gonna see like this is not this is just your average hobby. Yeah. And I agree. It, I do see it as another hobby. And me being a gamer, yeah, right. I I'm glad that I'm going to be able to take this into my parenting, you know, right. so that I can be a gamer dad. Not, yeah. only, <laughs> not only so that I can relate to my children, but also so I know what to be aware of. Right. I think yes. the best way to. Uh, well, I'm not a parent yet, <laughs> but I think one, he wants to be a parent. <laughs> if you're single out there, anyways. <laughs> um. I think one good thing for parenting is to be aware, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll be, I'll be intimately familiar with what's going on in the game industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a story. Okay, go ahead. Story time. You tell. Back in the day when I was just a little kid, I had a group of friends. There were five of us. It was me, um, Jackson Newell, and Caleb Fail, Jason Page, and... My guy, Porter. Um, and Shout out if you guys are listening. Yeah, for real. If you're listening, I, I'm really happy you're listening. <laughs> um, we were super tight uh, growing up. Caleb and Porter lived in the same cul-de-sac. And <laughs> Caleb had an Xbox 360. Mm. And that's when that thing was fresh, shiny, the shiz. You know oh, what man. I'm saying? I still remember the loading screen. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> just seeing the green just, just, just like, light boom. up. The oh my gosh, bro. Um, and we played all sorts of games, uh, mostly Minecraft and Terraria. Um, one day, we went over, and it was like 10 in the morning on like a Tuesday in the summer. I rode my mongoose bike, mountain bike, over to Caleb's house, and and uh, we went over, and we were all there, and we were playing Terraria, and he said, oh, I've got this new game. Uh, and you can, like, blow people up. It's a ton of fun. I was like, oh, <laughs> what game? He's like, it's called GTA V. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, GTA V, interesting. What's it about? Like, what, let's, let's load it up. Let's run it. And um, we ended up playing some of it, and we, like, looked up cheat codes on, like, my iPod, <laughs> and, like, we spawn in tanks, you know, the whole thing. If, if you play GTA V, you understand. Um, um, the problem with GTA V is, is that it's got more of an adult, it has some adult content. So you can go to like a stripper club and there's like quests and stuff where you have to do certain things uh, to, to move on in the storyline. One of them is go to a stripper club and fight this boss or whatever. And um, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. And my parents did not like video games at this time. They still don't like them, but they're okay with them. Like, they see merit to it in some degree. Um, my brothers really like them. But my mom did not like the fact that I played GTA V. And so one day... <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Well, one not day, support virtual <laughs> strip clubs. Yeah, I don't think anyone should. But yeah. um, one day I was in the car, our, our minivan, and my mom was talking to me about, like, hey, like... I, I was trying to get to Caleb's house to play video games. She's like, oh, well, like, what games do you play nowadays? And I was like, oh, I, I, I play this really new, cool game. Caleb 
showing me we did cheat codes and all sorts of stuff. It's called GTA Five <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Big mistake, daughter. Yeah, sure. Mama Bear Smith that. was pissed, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, "If you ever play that game again, you're grounded and, and for forever, you know, or whatever, you know, forever. just to scare me." <laughs> um, and then I didn't play it after that, but um, I think just being aware of the games, and obviously as a kid, you don't know anything, and you're so innocent, and unfortunately that you're losing that um, without awareness in video games. And it's growing so fast, I don't know how you can catch up and keep up. Yeah, but that's why I intend to be a gamer father. <laughs> yes, that's right, and I totally remember, I remember distinctly when I was about 14, 15 years old, I was at a GameStop, and Oof. I remember this... The six, seven-year-old kid, like, he was with his father, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they were, like, searching around for the games or whatever. And, like, his, the, the kid, he goes to his daddy and shows him GTA Five, And he says, like, hey, can I get this game, Dad? He's like, sure, son. <laughs> and so, wow. then they, and so wow. like, obviously, like, and so they go to the, the counter, right? This dad's buying the game. And so then... Uh, the, and so, like, well, the, the kid goes to the counter and he's like, hey, can I get this game? And, like, the adult uh, cashier, he tells him, like, no, like... What, what are you thinking? This is eighteen and up content. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not you're not allowed to get this game. And then his dad steps in and he says, "I'll buy the game." Whoa! <laughs> and so and then the cashier he went beyond more than normal cashiers go. Right. He said, "Like, sure. I mean, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, this this game isn't necessarily suitable for children." Yeah. But uh, I mean, nevertheless, he knows his money. He ended up buying it for his son, and uh, it's there not we like go. there's anything inherently wrong with the game. I mean, oh yeah, of course not. You do blow people up. You try to. <laughs> Run away from the cops. You pick up occasional hookers. Like, I mean, this, it's all funny games, right? Yeah, yeah. Funny games, totally fine. <laughs> no, but, I mean, if you're an adult, like, if you're grown up, you, as a parent, obviously, that's your call. But, I mean, you could deal with it if you're mature enough. But, seven years old, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, He's a young one. Hey. Yep. That's why I still remember it to this day. Yeah. But, so, moving, moving on in a specific direction, uh, so we know that there's different classifications of games. You know, we have first-person right. shooters, we have story games, we have, uh, like, RPGs, different things like that. Jeff, what would you say is not only your favorite type of game, but one you feel like you're the most experienced playing, and why? And tell us a little bit about your, your journey with this. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no, please, <laughs> give, give us an in-depth analysis of uh, your opinion. Now, i got to say, <clears throat> some people will call me... I don't know, boring for saying this, but the first-person shooter, man, there's nothing like it. I love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've gotten so refined yeah. over the years, you know? And they just, there's just something about clicking heads, you know? This <laughs> <laughs> gives me a thrill. <laughs> said, oh, it's just a thrill ride. Oh, man. Uh, one of my dreams one day, so Counter-Strike, back to that conversation. It CSGO. Takes, CSGO. It takes five people to make a team, so I intend to have four children Five PCs. <laughs> if my yeah, wife the whole was... squad rolling up, yeah. <laughs> Is CSGO your favorite shooter? No, no. It's my favorite. It's got to be my favorite competitive game. Okay. Competitive shooter. I play, I play it some, but there's people who play it a lot. Right. Um, for me, I think that competition can get a little toxic. Yeah. So I love Smash Bros., one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah. But going to tournaments, scary. Yeah. <laughs> so... For those who don't know, Jeff, why don't you explain what Smash Bros. is? How do you play it? Uh, what kind of game would you classify it as? Yeah, so Smash Bros. It's Super Smash Bros. The current game in the series is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's made by Nintendo. 
right? And it's a fighter game. It's a fighting game. And fighting games were super popular in the 90s and the early 2000s. Mortal Kombat, for yeah. example. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Big court case over that one. <laughs> <laughs> they even made a movie out of it. Yeah. I really wanted to watch it, but it was on my message. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So there were games like Mortal Kombat started it, and then there were a lot of other games to follow. But the problem with fighting games, at least the problem that Nintendo saw, was that they had a high level of entry. If there was a new player and they were trying to play Mortal Kombat against a professional, then they'd get absolutely whooped. No chance. Oh, yeah. Because those games rely heavily on button combos. You have to memorize combos that you usually couldn't find in the game to be able to get anything done. Mm. And so Nintendo um, saw this as a problem. And specifically, Masahiro Sakurai, (laughs) 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 the, the daddy of Smash Brothers and also Kirby, Okay. He wanted to revolutionize the fighting game. Interesting. And so he came up with Super Smash Brothers. And it's a it's a game that has a lower level to entry, but still a high level. Uh, it's got a high skill ceiling. Right. Still. And it's a good big skill gaps, I'm sure. There, there's still big skill yeah. gaps, but it, it works well as a party game and as a competitive game. Right. So beautiful mixture. It's a beautiful mix. It's hard to do, you know. Yeah, no, it is hard to do in this day and age. It is not one. It's not a one-trick pony. No, no, not at all. And Smash Brothers Brawl even had an incredible story mode with beautiful cutscenes. Man, I still, yeah, still watch those someday, sometimes. So <laughs> sm- the original Smash Brothers uh-huh. comes out on what? It came out on the Nintendo sixty-four. Nintendo sixty-four. Ancient. And did it did it come out on the doesn't it have a version on the GameCube as well? Yes. So Nintendo sixty four, the original Super Smash Brothers, was a bit of a cult classic. Uh People liked it. It was a fun game. Right. But it wasn't until Melee. Super Smash Brothers Mm. Melee on the GameCube. Revolutionary. Changed the game. Yeah. Yep. Quite literally. <laughs> and now, twenty years later, twenty-two years later, people still play Smash Brothers Melee. The old one on the on the Nintendo sixty-four. On the GameCube. Or on the GameCube. The one on the GameCube. Okay. Nobody plays the N sixty-four one anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the reason why is because the one on the GameCube is probably the one that's most geared towards competitive play. Interesting. So it's <clears> most similar to the, the Mortal Kombat type. So it. It's different still. Okay. It stays true to its um, MO of okay. being an accessible fighting game. It's easy to understand, but this one is way harder to master. There's a lot of techniques that are way harder to pull off than in other Smash Bros. games. Mm. Like, for instance, L-canceling. If you press the shoulder button right when you land after doing an aerial attack, you'll have no landing lag. Well, that's only in Melee. They took that out. Holy crap. That's what? important to know. Yeah. Yeah. What in the world? <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg. That one's like a normal one. There's... Crazy things. Yeah, and the community itself is still very prevalent. I'm yeah, sure there's, the an entire, there's an entire league that where they compete against each other, and there's different tournaments. Which the cash prize is a lot of lot of money. A lot of money. Much and the chagrin of Nintendo, they don't like it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, for real. <laughs> and so the the Smash Bros. community is kind of split between Smash Bros. Melee, Smash Bros. Ultimate, the people who moved on, the people who stayed behind. Interesting. And I remember when Smash Brothers Brawl comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on the Wii. Yeah, I love that game. Oh, me too. Uh, that is probably one of the entry level gateway drugs. Yeah, to video <laughs> gaming that I have. I, I've got a good story about Brawl. Go for it. Okay, when Smash Brothers Brawl came out, I wanted it so bad. <laughs> my dad's birthday was coming around, Ooh. and so I convinced my mom that we get 
him Smash Brothers brawl for his birthday. So smart. Genius. <laughs> yeah. She never saw it coming. She never saw it coming. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was in on it, too. <laughs> so he opens the present, and I am so excited. And I'm like, Dad, can I, can I put it in the Wii? Can I turn it on first? And then for the next two or three hours, me and my siblings are... <laughs> Just playing brawl while my mom and dad are eating cake. So. Nice. <laughs> I don't think he ever played it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I think what was so interesting was that, first off, the Wii, can I say it's probably one of the most goaded yeah. gaming systems ever. The first one, one I had. had. Yeah, the first one we had as well. Yeah. Same. Well, actually, we had a GameCube. Yeah. But, yeah, Smash Bros. Brawl was a sensation. Yeah. I think... Smash Ultimate might have sold more copies by now than Brawl did. But it was more well-known at that point. Uh, yeah, back then, a lot of people were playing Brawl. But the competitive scene wasn't there. Okay. Smash Bros. Brawl did not work as a competitive game. And that's why so many people stayed with Melee. Interesting. Uh, uh, Sakurai, the creator of, of Smash Bros., saw the competitive gap in Melee as too much. And so he made it a much more casual experience for Brawl. Interesting. That's, and why, I, that's why I could play it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so ever since, Smash Bros. has kind of been crawling out of that pit that Brawl made mm-hmm. with Smash 4 for the Wii U was a more competitive game. And now Smash Ultimate, I think, is a really great balance of competitive and casual. So Cool. So it's like almost, it's a four-game series then. So five, game. five games. Five games. So Six yeah. if you count the one on 3DS. Oh gosh, the 3DS. <laughs> oh man, I remember that. I yeah. Re- oh man, I have with the Nintendo DS too. I remember having one of those. I had one of those cool cases mm, where I mean you could yeah. hold two Nintendo DS size or whatnot. <laughs> did had you have stylus. two? Well, I did. One for my brother, one for me. Oh, it was a nice right. little Christmas gift for my mom, <laughs> and I was obsessed with that thing. I totally remember. There was this one time where I lost it. And oh. I, had, I had no clue where this thing was. I tore apart the entire house, tore <laughs> apart furniture. I ripped apart my pillows. I, had, oh, I just yeah. could not find this thing. And so after, after like a, a few, like a week, after that week, I just kind of gave up. You know, like, okay, well, maybe it's just outside the house. But I was convinced it was still there. And a couple months passed by. And I'm, I'm still somewhat looking for it. You know, it's like still just kind of bothering me because I know it's in the house. <laughs> And I just remember one time uh, I was, like, walking downstairs, and then my brother, uh, he was sitting on the couch, and, like, he was just kind of just playing with the cushions or whatever, and then uh, he reaches down, and apparently there's this perfect little, um, I guess, uh, cubicle right under the armrest that's, Uh like, built into the cushion. Oh, and just what? the shape of Nintendo DSi. <sighs> and there it was. It was hiding within the the couch in a secret spot. Like, I would hide my most treasured belongings in that spot. And so, yeah, he ended up finding it a few months later, and then we were able to continue to play wow. whatever game we were playing at the time. I How never got a DS as a kid. Um, but what I did have was my babysitter for when I was super young. Her family, all the kids were graduating high school. They gave us their old school Game Boys and Game Boy Colors. Oh, yeah. And we destroyed those things, bro. <laughs> Car rides from Pocatello, Idaho to Ogden are like an hour and a half. The entire time, without a shadow of a doubt, we were playing Pokemon, like Silver, I think we had. We did. We had like this one weird Shrek game. We like Zach and Cody. Like random stuff. Uh, those handheld devices were 
uh, big bucks. Yeah. I mean, I I think most of the people who had DSs were in the PS. What, what was PSP. It? The PSP. Brawl. Kid pulls that out, you know they have money. You were like, <laughs> oh, you were <man>. rich. <laughs> that thing was way ahead of its time, unfortunately. Oh a little too far ahead of its time. That's why it was such a commercial failure. <laughs> just kidding. Nah, most of PlayStation. No, nah, no, nah, PlayStation does pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I think the PSP did all right, but the PS Vita was not very successful. I, I don't know, know if you. Is. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever saw one of those. Well, I did. I saw. You I've did. Seen one of those. Wow. Yeah, my cousin flexed at family reunions, and wow. I, I begged him to play it, and he never let me. But, Shout out to him. Yeah, Joe Bradley. <laughs> okay. That's you, man. Name drop. <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you guys. Okay. This might surprise you. Okay, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Did you know that Halo was originally intended to be a Mac OS exclusive? I don't know what the heck Really? Is. Yes. Mac Actually, o- Mac OS? Apple. Oh, oh, Mac OS. Yes, yeah. like Mac oh. operating system. Okay, I heard yeah. Mac OS, and I was like... <laughs> Sorry, here in computer science, we talk yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, a lot of acronyms. A lot of acronyms. I counting to ten. So anything, you throw letters in there, that gets complicated really fast. <laughs> yeah, I agree, I agree. Okay. So, Mac OS game. So what, what, what made them choose to expand to other consoles? So I can't remember the, com- the, you know, the complexity of it all, but what I do know is that <clears throat> they had originally intended on releasing it on Mac to be competitive to Windows. And, Ooh, right? Windows that's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> so Windows was was and still is the de facto uh, gaming platform. Right. right. Nobody nobody has a gaming PC on Mac or Linux. Heck no. Right. That's yeah. big mistake. <laughs> but I guess I think that um, Apple's vision was not in line. Right. They didn't really care as much about the gaming space. Right. And so it got picked up by Microsoft, who was just about to release their new Xbox. Right, Ooh. and it was a good pick for them. Yeah. Oh, huge. Talk about money. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys realize this, but Halo revolutionized the first-person shooter on console. There were real first-person shooters on PC before then, and there were some on console, like uh, 007, GoldenEye, okay, yep. and Perfect Dark. But they don't look anything like the ones we play today. And there wasn't a Call of Duty out by then. No, I don't think so. Halo was before a Call Halo, of Duty. and Halo created the the control scheme that most first-person shooters used today, right? Uh, where you have several weapons that you can switch between, right. right? And the twin sticks. Pretty sure, if it wasn't created by Halo, it was at least popularized by it. Left trigger yeah. to aim, right trigger to shoot. Right. Well, in Halo, left trigger's a grenade. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but oh, My bad. Dang, I forgot about that. <laughs> but the twin sticks, that was a big innovation, right? Yeah. Uh, the, before then, it was a... Uh, they, they came up with some pretty creative ideas. Oh, yeah, there's some whack ones where you have controllers, I think, pumped out by Nintendo that makes it look like you should have three hands. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, that's with like, yep. like three little budges like on the bottom or whatever you call Doesn't those. Doesn't the GameCube have the three? Have three the prongs? Three prongs? No, that's the N64, the that's Nintendo the 64. N64. Okay. And I'm not entirely sure what their idea was there. Yeah, really creative. <laughs> yeah, really, really creative, though. Um, but if you look at a game like Metroid or 007. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Metroid Prime, great Metroid, game. I but the, the aiming scheme, how you aim in it, it's a little archaic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, so, 
Oh, go ahead. So with with video game controllers too, it's definitely a very highly debated topic. Yeah. Especially between the main prevalent ones, you have the Xbox controller, right? Right, where the left stick is shifted higher to above the D pad, right? Versus the the PS PlayStation controller, where both both uh, at least joysticks are, are about, about same, the same, same yeah, right across from each same other too, latitude. and then it has like a little touch pad right in the center, mm-hmm. which I, I think the Xbox controller, well actually it depends on what version, but yeah, um, there's, well actually no, they don't even have a touch pad. No, no. No, no just, the, just the X button. And so <laughs> with, between the two, uh, I know me and Jeff definitely defer on our opinions on what <laughs> controller is the best, but what do you feel like are, because I know Jeff takes the side of Xbox. Right. And so what, what are some of the reasons why you feel like the Xbox controller is more accustomed to the hand? Okay, let me just start by saying that controllers haven't changed since the Xbox, or really since the PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. the, the DualShock 2. Yep. Like, controllers have hardly changed. And I think that pretty much every controller out these days is about optimal, right? They've kind of figured it out. Yeah. And so no more three prongs. Yeah, no more three prongs. Like people were trying to be inventive back then. The NES was the first console to have a uh, what do you call it? D-pad, the cross on it. Yep. Right. And then they Nintendo also invented or introduced the joystick. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in the large part, it's stagnated. I think both are great controllers. Okay. okay. The Xbox controller, the PlayStation controller, they're both great. Now I use. Uh, Currently, I use an Xbox Elite controller, mm. and man, that thing has a really nice build quality. It just feels yes. good. It's got a nice weight to it. My brother has one. Oh, it's great. My, both my brothers have one. The rubberized grips are great. Yep. I can use it on my PC with the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. The joysticks are swappable. Yep. And so I love the I love the Xbox Elite controller. Definitely customizable. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And it has like a lot of extra little flaps. On it's the got the bottom. paddles on the yeah. back. Yep. And as far as I'm aware, at the time of recording, I don't think PlayStation has an equivalent. Uh, I think that they all they've got is the what is it, DualShock Five? Yeah, yeah, they have DualShock Five. DualShock Five, which and it's slightly bigger, I think, the DualShock Five than the DualShock Four, yeah. Which is good because I always felt like the DualShock Four was too small for my hands. I think it's perfect, and I have bigger hands than you do. <laughs> okay. uh, not true. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I I have really lanky fingers, just skinny and long, and. The only controller that ever fit my hand well was the Xbox controller. Yeah. Okay, the debate really for me comes down to the fact that I played Xbox 360 yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I only yeah. ever played Xbox. I had my That kid Porter from back in the day I was telling you guys about, mm-hmm. he had a PlayStation. That was the only time I've ever touched one. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't touched a PlayStation since. Calvin, what's your case? It's my case for the PlayStation. Yeah, for well, the PlayStation controller. I feel like, I mean... I played on both, right? I mean, I right. had I had a Wii, I had a play, Xbox 360 at one point, and I've, so I've used that controller, and then now I'm using the the DualShock 4, and so I'm definitely I'm keen to my controller too. I'm definitely uh, open to try other ones too, but mm. I feel like I don't know the size has definitely always worked with me. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's been able to. I, I don't have to reach for buttons as much that I find myself reaching or, like, trying to extend my thumbs a little bit yeah. on, the, on the Xbox versus the PlayStation. And I feel like, uh, well, actually, to the Xbox credit, I feel like the joysticks are a little more weighted. 
when it comes yeah. to like moving it around. I mean, there's it's not just all like move it wherever. There's no resistance. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. And yeah. so maybe maybe it helps with more accuracy. I don't really know, maybe. but it, it's just something that I've been playing for for years, and you know it's worked for me. It's almost so. habit, muscle memory now. So it's like. It is how, yeah, why change? Yeah, why change? What's not broken? And besides the touchpad, too, that thing is really creative, <laughs> right? I mean, if you How often a, do you use it? Well, obviously on PC, I <laughs> can't really use that. Uh, but, like, if, if you have a PlayStation, that thing's really nice. I touchpad. mean, like, yeah, no, there's a touchpad where you can, like, it's basically the same thing as, like, an iPad where you just, like, scroll your your finger and wherever you touch and that like kind of work. in the word. middle of it? Yeah, just right in the middle. Yeah, and so then you could like. So it's like an Apple TV. It's basically like having a mouse on your controller. Yeah. Whoa. Really nice. Now, and it has I, Bluetooth speaker. It has like a speaker built into it too, so you can use it as your mic, right? Yeah, yeah. it has a speaker. It has and a mic. As a mic has all the all the fixings That's as well. That's wild. No. So I'm saying like that that itself, it's a really creative feature. It's <laughs> really unique to the PlayStation controller. Yeah. Not talked about enough. Right. But true. only really utilized if you have a PlayStation. <laughs> I will say. The number one best controller out there, mouse and keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) For everything? For first-person shooters. Okay. First-person shooters and other games. But don't try and play a racing game on mouse and keyboard. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Don't play FIFA on mouse and keyboard either. Or Rocket League. Or Rocket League. I will say, as one who is very, a little too experienced (laughs) with Rocket League, this game, it's, it's a very... Touch sensitive game, you know. It's not just an on or off kind of game. Yeah, it's it, there's a finesse game, and so there's a certain amount of uh, like adjusting and certain angles that you need to be able to control your car in order to do so. And just by able to just by tapping certain directional arrows uh, doesn't really cut it. You right. know, you can't be all on or all, all off. You need to be able to move, finesse your way into certain positions with your car. Right. The the keyboard really lacks with fine control. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. No. Definitely. Once upon a time, uh, I walked down the beautiful hall towards Calvin's and uh, Jeff's room <laughs> to ask them a question, a very simple one. Uh, what should I wear uh, to go skiing one day? And uh, I knocked on the door. Big and, and right before I even connected my fist to the door, I could hear yelling. <laughs> and, and I figured, oh, man. There's some beef between Calvin and Jeff. Let's listen in. <laughs> I put my ear up against the door, and I'm hearing, You suck! You're, you're terrible! You're terrible! And I, I eventually, after pounding and, and banging on the door through all this banter and, and, and crap talking, I walk in, and, and it's, it's Calvin. And he's talking to his buddies about Rocket League. And I was like, man, what? I thought Rocket League was just these little RC cars. You knock the ball into the goal. No. Calvin, what is, what is up with Rocket League? What, what makes it so good? You know, I will honestly make the case. <laughs> this may not be, it may not be number one. Mm-hmm. But I think Rocket League is definitely up in the standings with one of the most toxic <laughs> uh, for, for video games standing today. I mean, I'd, I'll just say, like, if you hop, if you hop into a solo queue and you're you're just playing competitive by yourself, you make one wrong move, bro. Your teammate, your own teammate, your own flesh and blood, with both all with a common goal of winning the game, he will let you know about it in a very 
unprofessional way. <laughs> not let you forget. Is that what they call it now? Unprofessional? That's one way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, I've definitely gotten into many heated debacles with uh, teammates, maybe opponents, about uh, just certain key aspects of the game that they have failed to perform on. But one and, might say the more competitive you get means the better you are. And I've heard that you're like top 1% from Jeff. Is that true? Yeah, no, I I am currently in the top 1% for Rocket wow. League players of all time. Wow. Well, not all time, but I guess currently currently active That's players. That's insane. Cloud9, if you're looking for someone, Galvin's right here. Hey, yeah, here you go. I actually have played on an esports team about when Did I was... Did you really? Yeah, no, I was, when I was at Southern Virginia, I played Wait, for an esports team. Yeah. What, what, for what game? For Rocket League. Holy crap. Yeah, no. With, lo, with that lo, guy? With Josh? Uh, yeah. No, he was trash at the time. <laughs> oh. no, he was really bad. I introduced him to the game. Um, but And so now now Josh is actually, uh, we're, we're pretty similar. He may be a little bit better than me. Maybe, if you're listening to this. Look at the humility. Yes, but I mean, wow. he had two years to get catch up to me. <laughs> That's but, uh Wow. Okay. Our school had an esports team, and I thought that was the nerdiest thing to ever exist. Oh, no, it's it's cool. It's pretty nerdy, but I'm an advocate for esports teams in high really? school. Really? Okay. Yes. And I'll give you a short, short, short reason why. I'm actually writing an essay about this in Writing ah, on 50. Okay. Really? Look at that. <laughs> so, how timely. Yeah, how timely. And here's why. I had a lot of friends that were pretty antisocial. Uh-huh. They didn't like sports or theater or any of those things, right? And it's been proven the extracurricular involvement it increases your academic performance and your right. social experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'd just be a good outlet for these kids. Instead of just playing their games alone in their parents' house, to go and be a part of a team. They play in a stadium with roaring fans. Yes, roaring fans. Maybe not roaring with fans. With jerseys. <laughs> I have AAU parents when you can have Sunny cheering yeah. you on in oh, the eSports tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't... Personally, I would have liked to be a part of the eSports team, yeah. right? It's but, a cool experience. Yeah, swimming was my... Would have been my priority, but I think it would have been great for a lot of kids. That's yeah. what I'm saying. No, I, I definitely see merit to that. I think clubs and teams, things like that, are the best way to help kids grow yeah. social skills. Yeah. And potentially leadership skills. For a lot real. of these kids, they'll never be, you know, a team captain of anything. Yeah. Right? But they could be. Right? They're really good at this. Right. They just don't like like, they might just not like sports or right. theater or what's already available. That's true. Right. I think it goes back to that kind of stereotype of video games are not good. We don't need them. Why play video games? Why, why, why play FIFA when you can go out and touch grass and actually play the actual sport? You know, like, Well, if uh, you're bad at it, you know. <laughs> like me. You know, like, I, I cannot play soccer, but... I know more about soccer than I can play, and gosh darn it, if you give me an Xbox controller and FIFA 18, yep. I'll play Real Madrid with Ronaldo, and I will destroy you. Yep. Like, that's just how it is. Like, oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, yeah. He's the best team. I, I like living in the past. I'll go. <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward to say people like to do things that they're good at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Is, I think that is the fairest hot take that has been said <laughs> on the show. So true, yeah. That's why I don't... Uh, that's why I haven't gotten into Counter Strike because I'm pretty sure I'll be trash at it. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Jeff's trying to you. convince me. I'll for start sure. with you. I yeah. Have, I haven't even. I haven't even touched it. We can I, start both of you at the same time. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, something to think about. But you know, currently I'm playing a variety of other games. I play Destiny 2 as well, and mm-hmm. uh, I also play Call of Duty. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, Rocket League. And my buddies are trying to convince me to play Fortnite. Not too really sure how I feel about that. Because <laughs> apparently, okay. there's been this huge update. Yes, with, uh, can we talk about that? I haven't. I don't know anything you know about I mean? it. Okay, so Regal is the is that what they're called? Is that the developer for Fortnite? Oh no, it's uh, it's not Epic Games. Is it? No, it's it Epic Games. Yeah, it's Epic it's Games. Epic games. Okay, so and so, so with the new Fortnite update, basically they have a. They have like a gaming engine that's known as un- the Unreal Engine. Unreal. Yeah. And so, so Unreal Engine Five uh, was just released, and it's one of the most powerful video game engines uh, to date. And that's like why part of the reason why Fortnite has been so popular and successful is because of the high functioning engine that it's been powered by. And so, with Unreal Engine Five itself, that now it has Fortnite has basically released the ability to edit Fortnite worlds somewhat in the in like a Minecraft-like fashion yeah. where, I mean, you could place certain objects in different places and uh, edit the maps to your liking. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a new feature that uh, has been long awaited and long anticipated. It's wild. Um, I've seen, for those who, who have played Fortnite, um, you know some of the iconics. You know, you got Tim the, Ta- Tim the Tap Man. Yep. You got Ninja. Yep. Some of those guys, they still play the game to today to this day and um i saw i saw a couple videos on my tiktok of ninja reacting to uh the announcement of the unreal engine 5 or whatever Mm -hmm. it's called yep and um they had they have the ability to with the help of some ai and some really high-tech stuff they had a camera um a front facing camera on an iphone record the facial expressions of a person and within 30 seconds they were able to project and have very, very, very accurate facial expressions of an AI-generated character in a video game. Hmm. And and they have the ability to put... You can take your Fortnite character and put them in different worlds of different games that are completely different forms of video games. Like, not even, like, the cartoonish kind of shooter like Fortnite. And then put them in, like, real-world kind of looking situations. It's... Unreal. You Unreal. Yeah, interesting. You Why you might say, say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think it's super cool how we're continuing a progression of a game that came out almost six years ago. Did it really? It, it came out five five and some change, I think. Yeah, wow. and that, that in itself is a different type of game that has definitely been made popular by Epic Games. It's known as Battle Royale. Yeah. Where the main yeah. idea is just basically dropping into arena and, and the Hunger Games-like style where last person wins. Well, Who's alive? Uh, Fortnite was far from the first popular battle royale. Oh, definitely far from the first, but they definitely revolutionized the genre. They did. Yeah. But you guys know PUBG, right? Of course. Yeah. People kind of forget about PUBG, right? It's yeah. like the 10th best-selling game of all time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it actually? It's I up got, there. I have it on my phone. I had it on my phone. Yeah. It's sold over, last I checked, over 40 million. <clears throat> 40 million Holy units. Crap. But that wasn't even the beginning. Before that, there was H1Z1, and yeah. I think that was just a mod of Arma 3. and Or there was a mod of Arma 3 that became H1Z1. But and Minecraft Hunger Games on Minecraft on Hunger Hive, Games. On yeah. Hive. Yeah. I remember... <laughs> oh, what a throwback. I, don't, I did not have any video game systems for a really long time, and I remember just watching my friends play it on their computers at their houses and being genuinely entertained. And, like... My favorite YouTubers back in the day, Ant Venom, if you guys know who he is. I've heard, I've heard of him. Yeah. I love Ant Venom. And um, he was, like, one of the best PvPers back in the day. Him and, like, 
Jerome and Diamond Minecart, and there was a couple of other guys that I was really into um, that that did Minecraft Hive Hunger Games, and I feel like that was the beginning, if anything, of that of that type of battle royale arena fighting. Yeah, that's definitely one of the early early developments for sure, and I think it all stemmed from. Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to. Right? It has to. Oh, I was wrong. PUBG has sold over 75 million units. Holy who's, crap. Who's number one? Minecraft. It's always going to be Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Minecraft is the GOAT. It's got to be. There's nothing else that beats it. Mario. No, it's, I think it's honestly got to be Minecraft. It's got to be the GOAT of video games. It's revamp. Started when I was on my mission. Oh, yeah. And... I mean, I'm human. I wish I could say I didn't do this. But my Facebook, my Facebook videos, like the this there were some times where Minecraft <laughs> popped up. And, and I remember my brother name dropping Dream one day yeah. on my call home and I was like, yeah. "Who's this Dream figure?" And uh one simple dream search led to all of those Minecraft videos. <laughs> and uh, It's a black hole. Talk about temptation on the mission when you're not supposed to be looking in the kind of stuff and focus on the Lord. Um, but, man, did I have a lot to watch when I came home. Oh, yeah. Lots of good content. Yeah. Minecraft, man. Good old dream. One of the most popular Minecraft YouTubers. Yeah. yeah. And did so. he fake it all? I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I think can, maybe. Who cares? Who cares? His stuff's entertaining. I love it. His manhunt videos. <laughs> oh, so awesome. I love them. And you can't deny his skill, either. Unreal. He's still so good. Unreal stuff. The the one where he's on... I, saw, I just watched a compilation of his best moments just a little bit ago actually like probably like four or five days ago the one where he is on a tower and he gets hit and as he's falling catches a crafting table oh yeah makes the boat and is able to place it before he falls has got to be the biggest clutch in minecraft ever that was insane, yeah. <laughs> just, Even if it was staged, to be able to pull that off, that takes a serious amount of skill. I can't believe that. That's nuts. So we know that, I mean, different video games bring different experiences. Mm-hmm. And we have definitely talked about a lot of wonderful experiences that we've all had today, our childhoods and our continuing, uh, it's, it's still it's a continuing integral part of, you know, a lot of people's lives, especially ours. Ours, yeah. And so just in, in conclusion uh, to this wonderful time that we've had together, Jeff, how do you feel like video games and what we've talked about today has helped turn you into the man you are today? Mm. That's a very deep question. Of course. <laughs> to quote Reggie fils Who's it, that? Uh, he's the, he was the former president of Nintendo of America. Okay. He wow. said, if it's not fun, why bother? Mm. Right? Amen. Mm. <laughs> Amen. I think <clears throat> video games have definitely been, they've been a formative part of my life. I do really love them. And they've given me a lot of experiences, just like you were saying, that I couldn't have gotten anywhere else. I think there's something about the interactive medium that just draws me in. I like movies. I love movies. I like books. And there's just something about being able to be a part of the story, you know? Mm -hmm. And these are stories that you can't experience in any other way. And I think for me, it's also, like I mentioned before, it's helped me to decide on a career path. And yeah, I don't know. Video games have always been a part of my life and I expect them to continue to be. That's awesome. That's right. It's like completing the objectives. Yes. Yeah. Completionist. There's there's so many things, and it, it itches so many spots for so many people. 
It's yeah. just good stuff. And um, I, I just want to ask you, I, I like doing this at the end of every episode, but, um, I mean, you took a two-year break yeah. from video games from the world just to um, share your beliefs in, in Christ as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, how have you felt like, um, I mean, we talked about the man that you want to become, right, with your question, and you found your job, career, your career path with the, with this mode of entertainment. Um, but how do you feel like, as a member of the church, you've been able to grow your testimony just about being closer to God, um, maybe not necessarily through video games, but understanding the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle, balancing video games in your life? So... In the gospel, there's a principle, and McKay mentioned this earlier, moderation in all things, right? <clears throat> right? We shouldn't, anything taken to the extreme is probably not good for you. And that's been something that's helped me uh, to moderate these things. And it's an opportunity for me to apply gospel principles. Mm-hmm. And I did, take a, I did serve a two-year mission, and it was certainly the most formative experience of my life. And I love the gospel. And I have a testimony that it's true. And I love the Book of Mormon and everything that it teaches. And I don't know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, well, we certainly appreciate you for being here on the McLovin Show and sharing your experiences. I've definitely, I've learned a lot today. Oh, I learned more than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thanks for bringing me on. I, I learned a lot about you guys oh, and also some things about video games. Yes, that's <laughs> right. I think it's important for us as we, as we go from this episode today, it's important for us to realize that even though of all the different different ways to be able to have dopamine rush through your head. <laughs> like there, there truly is one, the best way. And it's through God. Yeah. And the Spirit. And so that's just what we want you to take away from this podcast. And so to all the viewers, all the listeners out there, we love you. We appreciate you. And thank you for, for tuning in and listening to us. We definitely, we we see your uh, support, and we value that, and uh, it's definitely motivating for us to continue to provide content. So, yeah. so thank you for your continued support. Continue to share with your friends as well. Grow this thing. Make yes. it blow up. Make it blow up, for sure. And if you'd like to see certain people on as well, feel free to uh, comment or just let us know for sure. If you want certain topics that we could talk about, you can definitely uh, just DM us or uh, reach us through those different channels. But uh, we want to tailor this to you, the viewer. Yep. Yep, for sure. Well, guys, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for being here with us. And, uh, well, this has been The McLovin Show. That's right. Well, hey, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye. Keep McLovin it. Thank you.